Welcome to the latest episode of Platform Podcast. Today's guest is Yo Zink. Yo is one of the most recognizable figures in the European scene. He is regularly at events. In fact, this year he was at Abrest Berlin and he was also at Real Street Amsterdam and can just be regularly found on the competition circuit at places like Winter Clash and things like that. On top of that, along with his crew, he regularly puts out videos and for quite a while, he was sponsored by Grindhouse, Rems, Ground Control, and Blade Life Clothing. That was until coronavirus hit, and then things just kind of seemed to dry up with Rems. They stopped releasing products. They stopped, you know, updating their social media. Even none of the team just had any contact from them. Yo stayed loyal to the brand for the better part of another year, I think it was. And then, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what happened, but he quit. And recently he's been riding Rosies. I know that he's been on a recent trip with them to Portugal. So hopefully he's getting announced soon because he's been getting flowed for a while. He's been promoting the skates for quite a few months now, possibly even more than a year. I also want to talk to him about ground control because I think as well as being a rider, he was also a team manager. So just kind of want to know what his responsibilities were and how things ended with them. He's also had a really active summer. From what I understand, he's been at the Athens house, the Blade house for, yeah, I think he was there for a week, possibly two. And he's been to quite a few events this summer. And I think he's also working on another project. Loads of stuff to talk about. I've met you before at Winter Clash. We did a pro panel and he was, yeah, a good laugh. Nice enough guy to talk to. So looking forward to catching up with him. Before we go any further, just want to give a quick shout out to Session Moth, who sent me a little goodie package. They are a new Scottish-based company. They make socks. They sent me this nice t-shirt and these socks. I'm particularly a fan of the moth motif. I will drop a link to the shop below. You can check it out. Also, I'd like to thank my Patreon supporters. They're listed on the screen now. If you'd like to support my Patreon page, you can do so for as little as £3 a month and you'll get access to videos, photos, behind-the-scenes stuff and ramblings from a bald Scottish man. That's enough about that, though. Cue the music. Hello. You did you did you just take a photo of me there? Is that what happened here? I just filmed a little Insta story. <laughs> Probably uploading later because I didn't manage to. Um, yeah, directly put an Insta. How are you? I'm good. What's going on with this hair? You've grown out. You're looking like a happy these days. Uh, you think it's grown out? I just cut it actually from here. All right. Okay. A couple of weeks ago for um Greece trip uh, pretty happy about it it was here like you should uh, I don't know but uh, there are some projects that didn't come out yet where I had long hair and you might not have uh, seen that you're all, you're always hiding it with a hat and the the John Lennon specs true true with the hat you can't really see many times but yeah I don't know it had to had to go I'm pretty happy okay was yours mine is I, I don't think it's I don't think it's quite growing in yet. I'm, I'm giving it, I, I only shaved it for the summer. Normally I've got a full head of hair. That's New colorway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Bold, bold jokes yeah. already. Um, you do, you realize you're the hardest person I've ever had to get on, on this podcast. Like 
everyone else I've asked and they've just went, yeah, and we've arranged it like that week or like even a couple of days later. I'm sure I've been asking you to come on here for over a year. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it many times and it's not like I actually like avoid it completely, even though sometimes I, I thought like, okay, it's not the right moment or I didn't really feel it. It's not often that I really feel like speaking in public or something, even though this doesn't feel like public, but knowing it's like going out and whatever, like it kind of is not very pleasant to me, I must say. But uh, yeah, I didn't really avoid it. Just didn't, it didn't happen. I'm happy that we could finally work it out. Right? Okay. There was, yeah. there was even times where you were like, yeah, man, I'm ready to do the podcast. Let's do it. And I was like, cool, let's, let's arrange a day and time. And then you'd be like, oh, and then months would pass. Yeah, well, I would just say like, yeah, this is maybe typical for me as well, just to say like, yeah, yeah, we should maybe, but as long as there is no fixed date, I'm not feeling like it's scheduled in the calendar. And then sometimes other shit takes over. And I mean, it's kind of a luxury appointment, so to say. Like, I mean, it's a good thing, but it's not always the the thing that, like, it doesn't stress me to, to do it, you know? I really yeah. would like to, but... Sometimes other stuff gets in the way, and then yeah, I'm sorry for that, but I'm happy we're we can we can finally do it. <laughs> uh, after the I can't even remember who it was. There was there was someone I had on. It must have been a Rems writer, and I'm sure as soon as the podcast came out, Eugen instantly got in touch and went, "You have you have to get you on now. You have to get him on now." And I was like, "I've asked him. He keeps giving me the runaround. I don't I don't know what to tell you." And Eugen was like, "No, he want he wants to talk now. He wants to talk." Yeah, well, I mean, there has been a few topics that we discussed with former um, podcast members that I could have, like, had something to say about, maybe. But uh, let's say it was always, or most of the times, it's some controversial stuff. And usually I want to have a lot of positive shit to talk about before I do something, or it doesn't really make sense to me. No, no, I get it. Um, So it kind of looks like you've been having the best summer of your life like you've been you've been to so many events like you were at real street amsterdam you were at a breast berlin you've just got back from athens blade house yes am i right in thinking you're going away again soon um we planned a big project but it didn't happen so right now i'm kind of in improvising getting a few work hours in there as well and uh, just um, had to recover from a few things as well. Just not so heavy injuries or some shit like that. But sometimes it takes a few days or even weeks to to get back on track. Um, but yeah, with this one project that we planned for September gone, like I had like a few weeks gap. And But I'm still like, I want to do one more project at least. And I'm working currently on other stuff as well at home. But um, like one thing to to go somewhere. But it's not figured out yet. Nothing completely planned. I'm so far pretty flexible what's uh, the rest of the year. Eugen put it pretty nicely. The, the last week we talked about stuff and how it feels like in the second half of the year because we usually get a lot of shit done in, in spring already and then we feel like everything else is bonus. And the same, like for him, good stuff coming. Good, good, good stuff coming for real. And uh, he's, he's got a new pro skate edit to... If, I'm assuming it's probably already finished knowing him because he's that much of a workaholic. So yeah. Yeah, they didn't let me watch the final thing because it wasn't final, but I've seen the clips and uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything, but it's 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 delivering for sure. Oh, and uh, yeah. I did a couple of good projects like from my 
feeling pretty good project that aren't out yet and some things are out already from beginning of the year so i i feel like you know having a good time summer of my life i would say i had a couple good summers and um yeah i feel like i could manage to to transition a little bit more into making like videos i mean you you speak about me going to a lot of events but actually it wasn't that much like three four something i don't know but if you that's, that's quite a few yeah but like i don't know a couple of years ago 2017 18 i think 18 i went to i don't know eight events or some shit like that was the year i won a lot of street comps and the focus was on street comps yeah and with corona giving like let's say i i thought it was very nice to have some time to breathe and not like because at some point i really wanted to go everywhere and try to like manage and then you have to decide which um which comps or events you want to go slowly transitioned into not being that hungry anymore like i mean i can now skate contests with uh, i mean i always enjoyed but like the strategic approach is easier nowadays so i don't have such a hard time fighting let's put it that way also i'm not 100 hungry for like winning it for sure which sometimes it was the case not in like a forced manner but i managed to find a way to really enjoy and hype everybody out and have like a good time and still in a lot of cases taking home wins um but at some point it was just a lot so i really enjoyed the, the corona forcing a break and having me to transition into um doing what i actually wanted to do for for years which is video projects that um in best case are like a better result than what i could reach alone and i always dreamed of people like just adding me to their squad or asking hey can i be in the video or something like and i've like as every everything else getting or, or else related i found out like you gotta do it yourself so now i'm trying like my goal is to have videos coming have like a solid platform that produces a few projects a year in best case every month or every second month now we are a little bit behind schedule because post-production isn't ready but um to provide like a stage so i can add new people with every project and provide like a cool vibe stage to yeah help people show their best let's put it that way like what i would have loved other people to make possible to to myself right yeah i mean you guys have had quite a few projects out in the past few years with like the Munster Blade guys like you I, f I feel like you haven't put out a section of your own in quite a while but you've had like Campion I'm gonna I love it people rinsed me the last time I said this but Campion Suave um can you can you just say three times for all the people <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm sure I'm sure when I said it in, in one of those videos uh, Tom, no Tom Moyes roasted me a funny for story it. about that like the title is wrong like I had to change it afterwards, like the the accent thing, you know. Yeah, it was it was in the wrong wrong letter or something, wasn't it? It was in the wrong letter in the yeah. in the video, and I I sent the video to seven Spanish guys to proofread and to check everything. Nobody told me like the title is wrong. Like what the fuck? Really? No, like, no one's I mean, looking at the title though. No one's looking at the they just want to see their clips. They're, they Whatever. Don't... I'm just saying if you pronounce it wrong, like just um it's the it's the accent which is wrong, so it makes you pronounce it wrong. Right. 
How, how do you pronounce it? I have no idea, man. I think it's Suave. Campeon Suave. Campeon Campeon Suave. Suave, I guess. But I'm not a Spanish fluid, so it was more of a creation of um, what the video was about. And it just, like, I wanted to have it Suave from the beginning, and I collected a lot of songs about it. There is a lot of major funny uh, songs with this word, but it didn't work out. I used other stuff, but the, the names, like, stuck and then this old guy i'm sure you remember like the scene with like this old champion guy who, who tells yeah. us he was campion whatever so yeah i i thought that was a nice fit okay so that was that was a conscious move because i kind of I, I was wondering like why you hadn't just brought out a solo street part in quite a while because it's been a few years but oh, yeah, i'm not no i mean the last solo part was a uh, true form which was Spring last year, which just like we filmed right after Habibi's, like basically my footage for Habibi's was filmed like already done and I had way much than anybody else. And I transitioned to the Rogers gate. So we said, okay, everything on the Rogers is for a new project. So that's why a few clips of the true form match the sessions in Habibi's, which is same spots and shit, but I just put my stuff in in the true form and afterwards i really felt like i like to like not film every weekend one trick or whatever just go somewhere one week two weeks vibe with it just have the best time and clips will will come it's not like mission skating it's not like i need this one thing off the list or whatever um which i just recently started again like a, a, another project but it needed a reason you know there was no reason the true form was like sitting there like with new skates with nothing but no reason to to put it for something so i just released it as like here fresh fresh new me and afterwards i i focused on um yeah just go somewhere for a week or for two weeks film something usually i would have just like i could have used my clips for one full section which is not yeah. like yeah. a year filmed section but it was enough clips every time so it's mostly one section of me plus other stuff all of these videos that's what i was gonna say because even true form true form is not a solo thing because the rest of the crew are in it no like no true form is completely me is, that's that's you the one you're doing like the curved drop reel right you've got the face mask you've got the face mask yes there's no other clip of anybody right I but you've getting, seen a clip i'm, I'm that, getting that mixed on the, up on with the curved thing where yeah. do the unity uh, there is uh, another dude etienne vogel who worked at starlight a couple of years ago um, he did a royal on that, and this clip is in Habibis, where you saw like the session and the vibe and everything. Uh, but I think I'm getting mixed up with that. Game. Okay. So I put it in true form. True form is completely only. All right. So what's the what's the the project that you were going to be starting that got abandoned? What what was a that going to be? What you told me that you had one that you were about to start working on, or you, you were about to go on a trip for, but it's not going ahead anymore. What? No, sorry. Uh, repeat. At, at the start, you said that you were you were like you were planning on going away somewhere for like another ah, video okay, project. September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a little secret thing with a couple of people we wanted to fill. Like I don't know who. I think Bobby was was the main guy behind it, and um, Niels, some friends from Poland, 
um, some some more people from Israel and then it was a lot of people and like we could have filled a van and, and go somewhere. It wasn't really planned out yet. A lot of people not fixed plan and uh, we abandoned or postponed. But we had a, a big project in mind and I think at some point we're going to follow through with that. Doesn't, yeah, it shouldn't be forced. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of projects, you've also got another one coming out because Rosie's had all the guys from the team, well, a lot of the guys from the team in Portugal. You were you were there. Does this mean you're officially on Rosie's now or what's what's going on with that? Because they've been getting oh, you wanna, skates for a while. But You want a secret infos? Um, I, want, I don't I want, have any secret all the infos. Info. There's, there's, basically, I was there as a, as a guest. Um, from my side, it felt like um, kind of like showing gratitude to what I did the previous year for free, basically, or for product. Um, it was a nice opportunity because I'm friends with half of the team and the rest of the team I, I already knew from online and it's amazing people. Uh, but um, I cannot confirm anything from Rogers. It's, it's up to them to, to see what's going on and I'm not even sure what would be best or what I'm like... Yeah, so far I'm really enjoying my my freeze dance as well, which has a lot of uh, like positive side effects as well. Like having completely free free mind, not much obligations, only doing for the love, and that way I can I feel like since I left my previous sponsors, I unlocked some superpowers. Not wanna sound like weird or corny, but like really not think about all of this bullshit or industry or, or what you have to do or whatever it really adds some kind of energy like in Portugal I really could feel like I was so free I didn't have to do shit I was there for vacation and still I got like I think most clips of everybody because I was just there like um let's collect this clip when while we're here you know and but, but I could also just chill on the beach which I didn't, you know, if, if I was not filming a clip, I would shoot photos and do this help here and talk to police or to um, whatever. I was diplomat many times, but like having really free mind um, was a really nice experience. It's a good fucking project. Um, uh, I think Marco is doing it, uh, video video editing, Marco Valera. Okay. Filmed most of it. Uh, with a couple of the boys helping and even some additional firma guys uh, hired and flown in. Uh, they really took some budget in their hands and made a really nice project. And I'm really excited for the video. But it, it takes a little bit longer because it, it needs a few certain things like to be released before we can release this video. Like as you may, might have seen, I didn't upload any clips of while being there. Because it was not possible for specific reasons. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> obvious what the reasons are. Oh, no, right? I mean, did what you see there, there was a leak, I think. Have you got a lot I'm of feedback gonna... going on in your end? It sounds really weird. What, what do you mean? Have you got every there's a lot of like feedback or something there? That was really weird. Um yeah, I'm 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 assuming the reason you guys were being so secretive is because you're all wearing skates that haven't come out yet. Well, funny thing is not all of us were wearing those kind of skates, but I was, and that's why I didn't upload anything yet. But there is a lot of shit, and I also filmed a lot of um, yeah, Insta clips and stories and whatever, which I kept for 
later when I can show something. But I'm, I'm really excited for all the footage. I'm super proud on what we accomplished. Like not like I did some some shit. I'm very proud of. I'm very proud of what the boys did there. Like everybody really fucked it up. Like I'm pretty happy. Like I'm not sure what. Uh, like it's it's a lot. It's really a lot. So I have no idea what's coming out of this. Like I really don't want to be the editor on this because I think we filmed probably about 120 130 clips with different angles and like my last um, project with multiple people which was bronzed was like 40 which was 10 minutes so like i would definitely like cut a lot of things just for making it shorter and but there is a lot of options a lot of things i don't know what side clips they filmed i don't know i didn't even see anything so i'm super excited i know there's really good stuff um yeah i haven't seen the footage at all yet so i'm pretty happy to to be able to watch it how long you guys there for? it was oh, nice right there's some, there's some, have you got have you got headphones perhaps there's a lot of feedback whenever i'm speaking through the microphone to uh, yeah, I think that's going to need to be it because something horrible is happening every time I talk. Is it better? You uh, talk uh, now? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I think it's maybe because it's coming through your speaker or something and not sending. Yeah. Y your talk coming yeah. to my speaker and then you have feedback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, how long were you guys there? How long were you guys in Portugal for? Long as time, like 12 days, right. I think. Like re really, really crazy. Very grateful, actually great uh, opportunity to be part of that also to see that from the inside but yeah we spent like three days in uh, 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 Lisbon and then went um, to Sinas to um, Lino's place to Ricardo lives, really yeah. nice place yes shout out Lino it does yeah it does look nice um so what was the what do you mean you had to keep talking to police what was happening with the police while you were out there oh a couple of times I don't know like one time we um kind of entered like a, a secret kind of location, some uh, party swimming pool place, which was shut down. And like, I don't know, I was coming from some other spot. We were really hyped for some other complete like story, which could feel like an hour of talking. And then we go and they're like, hey, let's go here, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's in there already. I'm like, okay, what are we doing now? Okay, we climbed this wall. We climbed up, which was like, I don't know, like one pole and one wall and we go up like that. And then you see on the wall, there's glass and cement like everywhere. Like they really wanted people to stay out. And yeah, we hopped it, we checked it. Really beautiful locations like in a fairy tale. Um, I don't know, crazy place. Like it looked somewhat Asian. Like it was not real asian but like they made it look like an asian fairy tale swimming pool area but everything was torn down abandoned for 10 15 years everything broke uh, somewhat skatable not really we didn't get clips i think police showed up within 10 15 minutes was really angry but uh, we made them open the gate so we could end, uh, leave the area without jumping the fence so, so. I love I love how you very diplomatically said we entered. No, you trespassed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
there, there was no entering. There was there was you you jumped a wall. Um, what 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 did you mean by you said the other place that you came from? You could talk about it for an hour. What was the other? Oh, place? that was an amazing story. Like this was this church, and um, another diplo- that was diplomat day for sure. Like it was a church, and um, we arrived at the place. The full area was kind of Barcelonian. Every hundred meter, a new spot. And we started this cafe, which has really nice downrail, five meters from it. So everybody starts getting breakfast, everything. I ride around the corner because uh, the, the guy, the tour guides, or uh, the, the locals, sorry, I forgot the name. Um, who was it? Maybe Martins. What's the name? Oh, sorry, forgot. Uh, the homie from, from Lisboa um, showed us some, some more stuff around the corner. And I found like, it was a huge like church but it was very strangely built like very huge um, cylinder um, which was going to the sky and in front a huge cross with a double set of stairs and it had a kinker on one side on the other side it had like rail to nothing which you could hop into the second stairs set which I, I really wanted to do both but it wasn't really clear I go there I wax it I do one trick go back to the to the handrail, we had like two hour killer session. The kids throwing through 60, whatever, like really, really sick shit. We did 100, 100 tricks there, just like warming up, really, really fun place. The whole cafe loved us. Like it was really five, five meter next to where people sat and everybody was cheering. It was like a, a vibe, a really good vibe. Everybody killed, got, got some tricks. I'm sure Marco has to like choose the 10, 10% best of. <laughs> Because it wasn't really like, of course, we would repeat until we have the clip, but it was a lot of stuff going like boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. This finish, we go like, okay, now let's go to this other spot. And I arrive, there's already people standing up there, like, and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe the doors open, it's a church, you know, a little, little sketch. And I know I, I want like a couple of tries to, to make it nice. So I go there, I tell everybody, hey, stay the fuck out. And I start talking to this lady about the building, about architecture. She even invited me on skates into the building to, to check all the stuff inside. Like she was really lovely. And I just met some people. And then uh, when, when the vibe was kind of cool, I kind of asked slowly, like what would, or, or I, I proposed the idea of maybe skating the spot. Yeah which was at first like a no-go for everybody standing there. They were like, ah, maybe not do that. That No, it would be disrespectful, this blah, blah, blah. And I'm keeping, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But keep talking, keep talking. Always like, yeah, don't really mean it disrespectfully and blah, blah, blah. And after 10 minutes, they were all like kind of on my side, but they were saying like, okay, the priest will come in uh, 55 minutes, I think, or 45 minutes. And he is old school. He will hate this shit, you know, but they all like felt like I was really like the whole thing. Like, I mean, it's true for me, but also it's kind of cliche to say like, Hey, this is our way to God, like our kind of art to, to put on this canvas, which is the spot. And we, we fill it with life and nothing's going to break. And what is your worries and, and everything just taking away any, any fear or worries, what could happen. And also assuring that we know what we do and also, showing like the benefits it could create to everybody in the end they let us skate and they were like oh please make it uh, <laughs> there was one one girl shit what was the what's the name um shout out to her like lovely lady 
like, I don't know, maybe 50 years old, super great spirit, like energy, like all over the place. First, she was against it. Then she prayed for us that everything works all right. And we finished before the priest comes. Like she went inside to light a candle for us to finish the job before the priest comes. <laughs> okay. I lace the trick. I do it five times um, until we, we have it filmed. Like I kind of felt it right. And then Neil says like, hey, I kind of want to skate it too. <laughs> and he chose the, the kinker. Actually, he did a Christ fish without thinking about Christ fish. But yeah, it was kind of funny coincidence. He laces like just, I don't know, two or three minutes before the priest shows up or everybody goes into the, the what's it called? The mess? No, the, the, like the event going on in church. Right. And everybody stands there, like 20 people coming out of the church, like when we land clip tricks, like, and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the front, uh, in the, in the beginning, when I approached the spot, they were really calm and they were really like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do that and everything. And I really felt so good to um, have turned their whole perspective for that, like 180 degrees. And in the end, this, this lady just, she couldn't even stop hugging me. She was like, you made my day. You're such a great artist. This blah, blah, blah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, it's amazing spirit. And we just left, sat down 100 meters. I was like, yeah, my, my day is, you know, made. I can like vibe in this energy for how long you want, like whatever. And then we just go 100 meters or it felt like 100 meters and people were already in this swimming place. Yeah, that that is yeah. quite funny. Like having, oh my, why is that doing that? What is going on with the audio? Is it me? You have feedback again? I don't think it's me. Um, time will tell. Um, that is quite funny that you have like such kind of a dichotomy of experiences because on on the one hand you go over and like basically turn on the charm and then get your own way by just negotiating. And then at the very next spot, it's the typical breaking and entering rollerblading thing where the authorities come and they're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> the energy of the first spot might have helped for the second, you know, like, I mean, the second was definitely not the win-win, even though the cops like wouldn't, like they wouldn't understand what we were doing, but definitely it's not a win-win if we trespass somewhere and something might break or whatever. Yeah. Uh, nothing happened. so. You know, but it's what we do. If if nobody gets really like a damage or something, I think it's it's kind of all right to not search for weeks for who is the owner of the thing and can we maybe shoot some pictures or whatever. But at the church, it was hundred percent win-win. Like all of the people in the church, like I'm sure this was the day of the week for these guys, or maybe month or whatever. They really loved it. It was pre-show, getting in touch with other people. Like they were really energized. Like you would hope them to leave the church like that after the priest is talking, kind of, you know what I mean? Like we yeah. did the job they went for. It. So um, no, that's, that, that is a good story though. So were there any, what were there any other highlights from the trip in Portugal? Cause if you guys were there for quite a while, there must've been other stuff that happened and I mean, the beach, had some proper characters there as well. Rob like, G was like, there. I saw that. Yeah. I was meeting Rob G first time and like, even though like we had a lot of them coming to, to talk about for sure. Like, and also he influenced me heavily on some other stuff that I, um, yeah, without knowing him, like for example, some, some book recommendations or um, some things he, he said in interviews and like he touched my life for sure. A lot of times 
and it was pretty interesting to to get to know him and also he like tell us like his story from his own words and everything and we had a great experience one of my highlights was for sure like just p-ray session with rod g on on the streets while some like i think jimbo did like shot a trick and rob g me and Ilya skated like a pole that was like ripped out and we put it somewhere and just skated the pole that was really really nice also being at the sea for me is always a highlight okay. and then i mean there's countless shit like uh i don't know you know harry Harry oh, can, can, yeah. Harry can do it. Like I, I'm telling him for years to, like not years, but maybe a year for sure that he should start YouTube channel. Harry can do it because he makes shit happen. Like he wasn't even planned to be on that tour, and then he tells me like, "Hey, I might be around in Portugal as well because I'm there at the same time." And he, like, in the end, he was like a huge help for everybody on the project. Like he, he figured stuff out, he, he fixed spots, he prepared runways, he, uh, all kind of problem. He just solved the first, the first day, I think he, he repaired some things even at Lino's place and whatever. And that was a huge highlight. Like whenever there was a problem, it was like a fun, fun joke to say, give, give this guy five minutes. And um, it was a lot, a lot of highlights in that. Case. Was yeah, was that yeah. so? Who was it your first time hanging out with there? Like, had you hung about with like Ilya Savison and stuff? Because I know you know Bobby and stuff from How before. Mean, and, like, and, I mean, and I know, I know everybody except for the Americans who I just met maybe briefly before or bro, like chatted online. But oh, I mean, on the 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 um, the Italian guys were not so known to me as well. I mean, there's, I don't know. I mean. Ilya, I know online, but he is yeah, not really. Like, I mean, as in not, not hung out with in real life before. But yeah, I mean, Bobby and, and Niels, I know for longer. And I've known Martina longer. I've met Marco lots of times, like just in the, in the yeah. past and some trips. Um, yeah, but like even Francesco, Jimbo, like Zach, Grant, like I, I never like really hung out with also Ilya, but he's the most fun of everybody. Like it was so fun to, to chill with Ilya, like shout yeah. out Ilya, you're the future. Really dope. He dope just seems see. like he has, he has a lot of energy. He seems like someone that would kind of always keep the mood up by just being, Dude, just being a like, bit of a clown and a comedian. Yeah. I, like, I think it's easy for me to produce content and I see this guy and I have nothing. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing shit, you know? Like, I'm laying on the beach and this guy films, like, an Instagram on the fucking beach. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, I filmed it. That was kind of part of it. <laughs> but, like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And then he delivers, like, so nice. I, I really, I'm a fan, for sure. Like, 100%. Oh, I'm, I really yeah. love the guy as well. Like, hanging out. Like, I want to, I really would like to be able to, I don't know, even fly him out for projects and some shit. Like he's lost in in, in some Russian basement kind of, you know. I mean, Siberia is really far away. And I mean, I'm sure he, he, he loves it there and he does the, the most out of it. But I really would enjoy seeing him like tear shit down in Europe more. Yeah, agreed. He's like a one-man TV show. He could, yeah. I feel like he's just got an endless amount of ideas for 
interest in weird and random videos. Um, were you able to con- like uh, like communicate with him that well? Because I'm sure yes, Bobby, yes. I'm sure Bobby told me he doesn't speak much English. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, of course, Bobby and also Niels a little bit. They speak a lot of Russian. Like right, okay. Without Bobby, like Ilya's experience would probably be a little bit um, more short. Um, let's call it that. Like they definitely speak a lot of Russian, but Ilya's English is getting better every year. And now he's really focused on learning it for real. And I know his uh, intelligence will allow him to learn this shit in the next year. And then there's no problem. Like already you can talk with him. You know, he's learning with every yeah. second. He's, he's, you really see his mind um, work it out. You know, like he has the vision and he's putting the information where it belongs. So I feel like it's going to progress really, really fast. Nice. Um, so I'm assuming Rosie's paid for you to go on that trip, like paid for your flight. So I, they I paid f- expenses. Yes. I don't feel like they would do that for someone they don't want to be on the team. Yeah. I mean, like my feeling is like they kind of would like to have me on the team, but the budget is not allowing, which is so, so like, I mean, I don't want to say bullshit or whatever, but I'm kind of sure, like, I mean, right now, economical situation, et cetera, and how wise is it to get one more guy on board, et cetera. But just generally speaking, I'm sure they could kind of afford it, but they would have to increase the budget they have for the team. Yeah. And I'm not 100% behind the numbers, what's going on there. I'm not 100% sure, like, if, like, I mean, they sell some fitness as well, some ice skates as well. And yeah. to a certain degree, it doesn't make sense to put that marketing budget into the aggressive skaters, but they make them skate the fitness as well. And it's selling these things too. So I'm not sure how this whole marketing budget is split and how this is going. But as far as I understood it and Rogers or let's say Martina, who I'm with in contact is um, pretty transparent with me. like telling me like she's not like trying to tell yeah let's blah like keep me on 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 some waiting list or something yeah. she, she said directly like right now we cannot do and um i think it's also because they um increased the amount and the salary a few times already for the existing team riders which i think is very good and also when i was considered like even an option to to put on the rooster. Ilya was scheduled as well already, and I was not at all going in that way. Like I think Ilya anyway before me because bright future everything. And um, yeah, so I cannot really say anything about it, even though I feel like um, the the consent is there. The team would like to have me on board. The, like everybody, I'm cool with everybody. Everything's nice. Like I think everybody's even like on the tour. It felt like they see me as a team rider, even though I have to like I'm in this sketchy position where I have to like not act as a team rider. Even you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like as in you don't you don't want to be like oh like I'm I'm not doing everything. Uh, yeah, I'm one of free, you guys. When like, I'm, I'm there, uh, yeah, like like I'm, I want to do my best. So I mean, I could have chilled basically the whole fucking time and i think i did like a lot i did a really good job my feeling 
which was kind of hard to decide when they first approached me. Like, if I want to join, I was like, uh, okay, is this like a promo for some product? Or is it like, because then I kind of would need some pay or is this just, but they, they just said like, hey, it's a kind of a team meeting um, to see everybody and be paying flights and, and hotel. It was really nice. Everything, they, they took care of a lot. It was a very cheap trip for me and also like, like basically I didn't pay anything because uh, Lino lost a bet or like a challenge, which I collected in his, uh, his place. So I could pay my shit with that. It was a really nice experience, but at the same time, like it was kind of sketchy for me to decide, okay, uh, what is my place? You know, what is my position here? Because if I do everything, why would they have like, why would they, it's a business. Why would they have to, pay me or, or do something if they get it for free. But at the same time, that's what I'm used from previous sponsors. And sometimes, you know, I don't know, like for me, for this one time, I decided, hey, let's go. I have good opportunity, just good vibes, no forcing of nothing. And it went really nice. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I met a lot of uh, great people that I didn't know before and who I really enjoyed meeting. And uh, yeah, good times. Hopefully, very very good outcome of video, which I'm yeah. looking forward to. Move and on, yeah, let's see where it goes. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. Um, plus, like, it's one of these things. If you say you got a lot of content for the video, and then the video comes out, and people are like, "Whoa, your Zenks clips were insane." It's kind of like. I don't know if you remember when Yuto Goto first got on the team, they put him on as ambassador and then every, like there was this massive uproar and everyone's like, he is not ambassador level. What the hell yes. are you guys doing? Put him on pro. And I feel like there was such a backlash that they were like, yeah, he probably, it probably does make more sense. And I feel like if there's enough public desire for it, that kind of wills it into existence. Yeah, pressure from the community might help in some way but yeah i mean the circumstances need to to work as well like right now we're going into crisis again kind of macroeconomical who, yeah. who knows what's what's going on but at the same time okay you know like it would be lovely to yeah cover the fucking energy bills <laughs> yeah yeah that 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 is a scary upcoming prospect definitely um have you got any idea when the video is going to come out? Like, do they have a release date for it? Because obviously I know that... I don't want to spoil anything, but I, like, my first initial info was September, October. And I think right. there needs to be a release of something, and then there needs to be a release video of something, and then it's coming. I, I love how you're trying to be all coy when everyone has seen the Yuto Goto photo on his Instagram of the box of the skate. Everyone knows it's Ah, he's quite already. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and everyone nice knows he's know. in Australia dude, filming dude, with I'm, Karsten Boyson. So I'm fucking, I'm fucking um, traumatized because <laughs> I arrived there. I find out like because I was asked, "Hey, you want to skate those new skates?" Blah, and I was like, hmm, "New skates, yeah, kind of nice." But I already had new skates because from the previous project, which is which is already like it's let's start from the beginning. We had another project which is filmed completely um, two weeks banger footage. Like I really like what we had, but it's still in post production on the homie. Then a speedcat shout out that he did Habibis and Bronzed and a couple of other things, right? Um, which is still in post production. And um, 
I fucked up a skate, which was a sample and kind of had some problems, which is usual on the samples. And they sent me a replacement and it's also a blue one, you know? So I felt like, okay, I could also go with that one. But they said like, okay, there is a new one coming. Okay, I, I take it. Am I the only one going with that or is other people? No, you won't be the only one. I arrive, I'm the only one other than uh, Francesco uh, on the skates. And I'm like kind of, oh shit, so I cannot post anything, you know? And then oh, it so became- why would they do that? Like, what I don't get is if they know, why would they send you a sample knowing that you go out filming and that you're going to film for a project? Because then you're just got this footage that you- Oh, can't. no, 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 no. You, you got it wrong. Like on the on the, the project, the previous project, right? I um, fucked up a sample of the Nils Janssons. Okay. Like the first Nils Janssons I got, I skated a long time. Then I put black soul plates to film this project with. And then the shell had a little uh, issue on some part, which they said is from like the two things melted together, which is when there is a sample, the, the heat is not like the same as in the food production. That's why in, on the samples it can have some issues, whatever. I, I destroyed the skate. It's still working, but I destroyed it. And uh, they sent me replacements for that one, for the, the Niels Janssen with black soles, which is okay. a blue skate and black in inside. Kind of similar skate. You know, for me, no difference. If I have a new of this, new of this, this one is bright blue, this one is dark blue. So I'm saying, yeah, okay, no no problem. I skate the new skate when it comes out. It's kind of cool if I skate the new skate. I arrive and I'm the only one uh, other than Francesco, Fra Fama, who is a, a killer from um, Napoli, I think, uh, from, from Italy, for sure. Like, great guy. Um, and... Um, Within days, we would figure, okay, it's kind of sketchy with stories and everything, you know? Like, I think there was one incident, Bobby leaked it by accident, and it was like a thousand people saw it, but nobody realized because it was like on the back or whatever. And uh, like organization went nuts, not, you know, but they were like, okay, no blue skates, really, <laughs> you need to be careful. And I'm like, what the fuck? I have these skates, I cannot do stories, I need to proof check everything three times so i was stopping to do stories and always just upload in the night like just spend half an hour on instagram daily just at night uploading own stories doing nothing else and just checking all my stories if there is like any leaks and it happened a couple of times that somebody almost leaked something and it was an issue we also didn't participate in some event there um and went for some other stuff. And I'm not sure if it had something to do with not showing those skates. I didn't really understand it. I don't want to like question authorities on that. But if you bring a skate to a tour, you kind of take the responsibility that it could be leaked. Yeah, you need to expect that if you're out in public filming, you might uh, run into other skaters. could just upload it, you know, yeah. like somebody yeah. filming you and then upload and you repost and like, yeah, whatever, like it could happen. Luckily, nothing happened, but still I'm like triple checking everything like and not spoiling now that it's done. But if you just spoiled already, that's good. Yeah, he's filming, I think with Tom West, no? Carsten is there, but I think he's there for some Nitro video shooting. Oh, right, like, I didn't, I wasn't well. sure. I just saw that Carson was out there as well. And I, I yeah, thought yeah, but maybe I they think... planned to go out there together or something, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure, but I met Carsten in Athens just a couple of weeks ago. And I think he said he's going for a nitro shot. Maybe he helps out as well with the filming, but as far as I understood. 
Oh, um, right. So he's, goes with Don West. he's he's there on a snowboarding project. Did you say nitro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay, mm-hmm. got you. Got you. Yeah, Custom's doing all the nitro stuff for the last couple of years. All right. So yeah. I might have guessed that wrong. But then I would imagine Yuto's not just there for a holiday. Yuto's. No, 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 no. Don West. Like, yeah, Yuto's right. there putting in work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm, I'm waiting for it a long time. Like, I think last year, beginning of last year, when I dropped True Form, even. You to ask me to do a project together and we were thinking about and then he injured himself and we didn't talk about it for a long time actually but um he was out for long and i'm really craving some footage of the boy i didn't what what happened i didn't know he was injured i just i just ah. thought he'd kind of like disappeared for a little while i don't want to spread lies because i'm not 100 sure but if i'm correct he had something on his shoulder which needed operation for a while like surgery right. and i think he finally got it and then he said he was skating but he also posted a picture with three unskated skates which tells me okay he wasn't on skates for kind of half a year well yeah he had to recover and stuff so yeah and now like i'm hoping but i'm pretty sure like i think he released some some project a couple months or i don't know last month or something where there Eugen, Eugen said there was at least one or two new clips and he can can differ this kind of stuff i see it and it's due to clips like last year this year's yeah. all blows my mind there was the, i'm, I'm there sure he's back on skates Chido, but yeah by now right and um yeah i'm expecting banger from the guy like he's one of yeah. my favorites Sure. Yeah, he's got an incredible style and mm-hmm. trick selection as well. Um, am I right in thinking you're also on Kaiser now? Is that right? Uh, are I mean, you going to give me a single straight answer during this entire <laughs> podcast, or am I just going to have to like I mean, fill in the gaps? I'm in good contact with um, Matthias, and I'm writing Kaiser Fluid Four. I'm writing the new ones already. I have a couple samples of other skates at all. Uh, other other frames at home and um i'm supposed to be on the kaiser team on the new season right which is now but the team product this or that i don't want to spoil anything that could happen and it's not fixed or this or that um i'm working on a project which could eventually become like it should be a section but eventually it could be a kaiser section but it's not like I received money yet or like there is any real thing going. Like I think with the current crisis unfolding, everything got scheduled like half a year later and let's see what the spring next year brings. And if everything goes right, like, I mean, I I collected some really good clips so far already, not like, go somewhere for a week and I mean on tour I really my main goal is nothing happens I'm shooting for 10 steps below my limit and just get clean stuff and leave unscattered on this stuff like if you film for one trick a day on the weekend you know you end up with three or four but you can go a little bit more you know in the paint Okay. And, so, um, so what you're saying is you're you're collecting some bangers. That's what you're telling me. I don't want to put it that, but I already got really nice clips. Like I have maybe five now from two days. Yeah, and they would be the enders or the the big ones 
if we would be one or two weeks somewhere. Because on those day, uh, those trips, I also try to get a couple bigger ones, but safe. Of course, everything should be safe, but absolutely avoiding any kind of fall or even like working on something for an hour or two. On, on these things, uh, I could also work a bit longer. But this was this was not like missions. What I got so far is more like do or don'ts, and it worked really nicely. Right. So basically what you're telling me is there's like four or five different projects going to come out with all your footage in it. They're just, right, we just need to wait for them to be unleashed. That's, that's yes. what you're telling me. Dennis is sitting on three things. Like there's a little park thing, but the other two is like one is two weeks. Good stuff. And the other thing is um, in between filming which is already filling 10 minutes and it has also really big stuff because we didn't have a reason and we were there and we were like, okay, why postpone? I just go for it without any reason. And then it didn't fit into this project because of other skates. And uh, so now I'm I, like, if I wore the same skate the full year, I would have finished the section already. Right, okay. Plus, the the, the 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 project we skated before Portugal plus Portugal and I hope I can squeeze one more project this year at least and yeah. plus the section I'm filming so yeah it's kind of it's kind of a lot rollerblade industry politics and uh, scheduling yeah it, it continues to be a, a baffling mystery to me I, I I don't think I could yeah work for a skate company i think i'd be absolutely terrible at keeping all that stuff a secret um but you you seem to have adopted a, a diplomat's response to everything so congratulations on that yeah you, you well, get i life. spoiled already a little bit not really like if anything people have already seen the box they know what color it's going to be they know it's going to be a fifth element it's not like it's not like there's a lot of shocks the skates, yeah of course but i mean they know it already it's a really nice looking skate yeah, congrats um, you too. So, obviously, before that, you were riding for REMS and Ground Control. Am I right in thinking you were the team manager for Ground Control? Is that right? Yes. What was your, what was like, so did, was it like a, a salary job or like one of these things where they're like, oh, we'll just give you a little bit extra? Like, what was the. I mean, I wouldn't call it a salary, but uh, there was opportunity every month to collect some money. Like, I got some fixed peanuts for doing emails and being in touch with everybody and having my name there. Right. And then I got uh, money for doing the social media. And That's what I was going to ask, yeah. On the posts, and I posted every day. So it was also kind of working out. It Like, it was really not much, and they didn't pay a single cent for skating other than, let's say, like, maybe it, it, when I finally got the social media incentive plan through, which was not mine because I worked a long time for a good incentive plan. And then, then he said, no, fuck this. We do it like this. And it was kind of very low pay. But like for my skating there, I, like it was maybe 40 euros a month. And for the team management, uh, I think it was like 300, maybe 400 if I worked a lot. For, so, right, okay. So, like in total for social media, for team management, my name, and um, yeah, nothing for writing. So, does that, like, as in, so 
I'm assuming being a team manager, you're responsible for like contacting the team, being like, can you get clips for the social media account? Like dealing with their inquiries. I'm assuming, like what? That, yes, that seems like quite a lot. Also, like when I when I went on, everything was a mess and chaotic. And the first things, like I mean, I told Andy from the beginning, which he might have forgotten over time, but I told him in the beginning, hey, for this kind of money, I'm not your guy, like managing the team but i'm the team's guy giving their voice to you yeah you know so i really try to be in favor for the team which is impossible with this kind of budget or means to work things which is very questionable from my perspective nowadays but at this time i thought like you got to be in the system to change it and there is some hope and i can make this thing better because i still see a win-win if you do things right, you know what I mean? Like you would get a lot of stuff for free if people are happy, like you get for free on top and everything is really nice and can multiply itself other than trying to get everything for free and keeping everybody on like lowest energy level and work with some people that have some juice and just take advantage of not telling them like in the face kinda like, hey, we're not going to give you anything or this or that. Like, I mean, I don't want to, uh, like, state untrue facts or some, some shit. But for me, this is really, like, um, it might not be illegal, but it's very questionable tactics to, to use um, a person's, like, lack of knowledge how the shit works or, like, hope to, to become something or to get something and playing with the term pro and thinking like, or I heard a couple of times, yeah, but it's a nice experience, no? Or is uh, yeah, this kind of stuff, you know, when it's clearly about working and selling your product. And I, yeah. I, don't know. I know, I know what you mean, like giving, like giving people the impression that it's, it's going somewhere or it's leading to something, or they're going to be. Ah, don't get me wrong. Like I, I understand why it's happening because it's easy. You don't have to do anything. They believe it. If you don't say anything, they will do. And then if they burned down, yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell you like this or that. But then there are some people that you promised some pro skates and, and didn't pay or like this or that, yeah. blah blah blah, some some sketchy stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not even sure if, if uh, the boss man actually saw it like or is he completely like, you know yeah yeah i know what you mean so how did like it kind of seems to be a re reoccurring pattern because when i talked to keaton newsom when he was the team manager for ground control he said the same thing he was like i know their history you know oh, i know i know I've, I've, I've heard all the stories but he's like i want to come in and be a positive change and he was a positive change when he first got on board and like the branding got back on point and they had like I, they had like, like the ground control sessions and stuff like the like the team videos and stuff like and he did great stuff he also did really nice clothing line but then it and, all kind of uh, slowed like, down again and it feels like the same thing happened with you it feels like you kind of went in there motivated and, and wanting to like Im improve like the brand's marketing and stuff like that yes i fought a lot i fought a lot but it just didn't it eventually just didn't work out no not at all like i mean my first things I tried to do there was like getting in touch with everybody that has been on ground control and just been forgotten over time, never got responses 
or this or that and just make things positive just without putting them in a pro team or whatever but just end things on good terms or come to good terms because i think everybody that wrote for a company could still be like on board like i mean if they had a good experience they would speak positive about it you know what i mean and there is no company with so many burnt bridges um now i mean not speaking ground control but sunshine as a, as a yeah. general with so many burnt bridges that it's like it cannot be good for a company so that was the first thing that i was trying to take care of like getting in touch with everybody and just making sure like maybe they even get some product from time to time or like depending if, if they are skating or not or you know just being in touch and getting to know and then um, realizing team is huge and what can we do and breaking it down to a couple of people trying to support these didn't work at all as i said i worked on incentive plan for social media for a long time like two, three months, I basically collected info, inside info from every other company on the market, how they are doing it. And then I built like a thing that would work nicely for ground control. And yeah, after proposing to Annie, it was just like, oh no, fuck that, but we do it like that. And I'm like, yeah, why yeah, they, they worked three months they did, they did end up like introducing a social media plan, but it was kind of wild and just looked like a really terrible pyramid scheme that was impossible to win it was crazy it was crazy like i like for me my social media is not like um i don't know some super athlete with a lot of irrelevant views you know like i mean whatever let's let's even whatever let, let's take anybody like who has like i don't know heavy you know he has for sure way more followers than me you know but the percentage of relevant people buying ground control frames is lower than yeah. my account. Yeah. So it's not really comparable for just the views. You know, also nowadays, if you're into Instagram, the views is not the parameter you're checking for. So if you do an incentive plan and pay like a dollar per thousand views, people are listing lists to get to $40. What is this shit? Like Derek Henderson told me straight in the face when I told him, hey, I'm sorry, this is not my plan, but here you go. He was like, I'm not even going to take out my pen for this. You know, I'm working for my money. Fuck this. I'm not taking this. And um, I still didn't understand why he would like, I mean, he also took his broskate. I'm sure he got a few royalties for that because they changed plans a little bit. But I, I still don't really understand why he does so much for free for his company who is not really working 100% in his interest, just yeah. as long yeah. as it works for them. You know? as, a, as a 15 years role. too late, he got this fucking prospect, or maybe yeah. 10, I don't know. Like, I mean, he had a really good dad run, and I really like his shit. Like, shout out Derek, great skater, amazing dude. I don't want to, like, I respect your own decisions. Like, I don't know where it's coming from. But yeah, from my perspective, like, I had a lot of people where I thought, like, why are these guys doing everything for free? Yeah, I know what you mean. And with Derek, yeah, his motivations might be different because obviously he's got a job. He, I, I assume he he doesn't consider rollerblading a job because he's got a family to support, and yeah. that's uh, that's Fair his priority. But you did raise a very interesting point, and I think a lot of people miss this. Just because you have a huge social media following doesn't mean you can sell product. And I, there's certain skaters, and I'm not going to name them but everyone knows who they are and they go towards this social media phone and say they get like 20,000 followers or 50,000 followers or even 70,000 followers. 
and their videos are getting tens of thousands of views and people are like, why is this guy not in the pro team? Why is this guy not got a pro skate? It's because those 50,000 followers might not translate into even 10 sales because if they're not rollerbladers or they're not like passionate followers of the sport, they might just be a fan of the spectacle they're seeing on that Instagram account. They might not even skate. They might not Which even cool. have any, like, they might not. And that's great. It's great that other outside people are seeing the sport, but yeah. if it doesn't translate into a sellable product, like if, if someone has like, I don't know, 80,000 followers on Instagram and then they go, right, we need to give that guy a pro skate because he's got 80,000 followers. Look at all the interactions he's getting. That doesn't mean he's going to be able to sell the skates. Like the skates no, can come out I mean, and all those followers go. There's a lot of misconceptions <laughs> about that stuff. There's also people like um, not even showing skates that are for sale and thinking they're selling stuff. You know what I mean? Like there's all kinds of misconceptions and also like how to read all the, I mean, I'm not even considering myself an expert. I know way more than myself five years ago, but I don't, I cannot say I understand the algorithm for hundred percent because every week it's different and it's changing. Now it's getting TikTok-ish. And I really like, I must say the last, I don't know, at least before Portugal, I, I stopped posting as much because I stopped enjoying it. I really only post if I really enjoy what I have there and, and make something nice. I don't watch as much. And I focus on, yeah, I do some stories which have great views. So I can still um, like follow the plan, like for Grindhouse, doing a little bit promotion there and also for my other supporters and also to, to keep in contact with, with following in general. Yeah. But uh, I really don't post every week anymore. Like it's, yeah, if I'm not having like a pro sponsor who pays me for that shit, like, I mean, Grindhouse pays me for advertising, but I can make up with um, wearing like this shit on nice stuff, on um, on events and uh, in stories. And I do shout outs every week and um, they see through my code, there's people coming as well. So, but I keep it on a minimum. Like I really don't want to follow through if I don't understand this. You know, I see so many people running after this algorithm of this app that can decide from one day to the other. Like now we we don't pay you anymore or whatever. Like I mean, I've seen a few peeps uh, getting really nice pay from Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. So it it can work, but it's definitely a very very toxic environment, and it really like. Also from my time with ground control, when I posted daily, like it's not much. And if you prepare for a couple of days, it's also okay. But sometimes it really messes with your head. Like I still got to post today. I, you know, like no fucking break. Like, yeah. Like it, it plays on your mind because you're always thinking about it. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's, it's weird. And then on top of the stories and now Instagram wants you to be live and I'm not going to do this shit. You know what I mean? Like maybe someday when I have something to say, but not like on the random, like why would I like, I just saw like a podcast of somebody saying like, Hey, you remember when we took Polaroids from the food that we ate and send it per mail to somebody like who gives a fuck. And now <laughs> it's like the standard, like it's a cliche yeah. to talk about, but I mean, it's not about like as an influencer, I feel like, like I'm not like, I have to consider myself an influencer, even though in our niche thing, 
Yeah. But in general, influencers, are they selling actually what they are doing or are they selling the lifestyle of influencing? You know what I mean? I know like what you mean. Like as in, make like, a picture of yeah. yourself eating nicely in a cafe, cafe. Are people influenced to go to a cafe and enjoy the nice atmosphere or are they influenced to take pictures in a cafe? Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's selling this like it's selling this idealized image like I'm having a successful life. You can have a successful life too. And then people go, yes. Well, I'm gonna start documenting every aspect of my life. And it doesn't actually create sales for the restaurant or the product that they're promoting. It yes, just creates yes. more people wanting to be like them. Yeah. But I mean, this is a whole deep rabbit hole. I don't want to go too deep into this, but of course it kind of like if you don't have enough benefit from it. You should not be doing it because it's not like something that makes you more happy. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So right now, without like having an option to get like money for every post and also not needing it, and um, or let's say beneficiary is, is just yeah, it's not worth for me right now. I'm focusing on my YouTube. I promote uh, YouTube stuff via Instagram. Um, and I'm focusing on what I love. Like skating right now is pure love. There is a few few things with industry, but it's not frustrating anymore since I cut sunshine with Rogers. It's not so frustrating because I'm not having huge expectations or they are not playing with my whatever I whatever I do is not well because I'm hoping to get something back, but I'm uh, evaluating very carefully what I can do for free. Kinda because everything I do on Roger skates is kind of also a little bit promotion, at least if yeah. I'm skating the current skate. Definitely. Like at the same time, it shouldn't like I mean, I don't have an alternative at this moment. Like I would if the Salomon was like really nice flex, I would maybe have stayed on Salomon to be aware of any option of like being entangled in this in industry thing. With Rogers is kind of nice because I have transparency. I see how it works in a in a professional uh, company. I um, can expect honesty and um, product is like ten times as reliable as I had it before. So I'm already like in an upgrade, even though it's like, of course, you know, like yeah, and anything's anything's they more. Paid, they paid like one flight to to Bordeaux. When I right. won the, the Charter Grand Bordeaux, they, they paid that flight and they also paid um, Portugal flight and hotel. So that's got it's more than I ever got from. from I was basically from, that's uh, that's got to be more than you were getting from Rems because Rems for like Rems, last I, year you, I, I got you couldn't even get skates. I got total for ten years for skating Rems. There was one time, probably like nine years ago, where Kato sent me fifty euro. To go somewhere where the gas was like a hundred euro, he, he threw in fifty. That was one one moment. That was the whole thing I ever got from. So not being on the Rosie's team, you've been flown more places and given more product than you ever were when you were pro for Rems. You were pro for Rems, is that right? Yes, I mean pro. But like, as in, am I right in thinking you were the last person that Rems turned pro? Yes. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And probably will. Like it's kind of weird. But uh, I gotta be careful. Like Sunshine paid a lot of flights as well. It's not REMS, but it's also because I was on REMS, you know, REMS, Rain and, and Ground Control. So I like I mean, 
Andy paid it. You yeah. know, so it's kind of like, uh, yeah, he could decide if it's Rem's money. Well, that is but, that is important to clarify because, well, ascent, well, essentially, Sunshine does own Rem's for, as far as I understand. Yes, and I mean, like, as far as I knew, hundred percent, it was like fifty percent, one fifty-one or forty-nine something. Right. But I heard rumors that it's uh, sold entirely, but I cannot confirm. I don't know. Yeah. But if if it, it doesn't matter because Kato works on in construction is the last thing I heard and he didn't reply to my last emails like none of them even when I called him out for having to say if he wants me on the team or it was about ProSkate as well like because Andy offered me on Winter Clash when I was asking hey where's Kato can I speak this blah 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 he was like hey send me a design and I pushed ProSkate through and I was like this is not how I want this you know thing to to happen. You mean the last winter clash where we did like the pro panel together? I think so. And there you were like, I just want to contact Kato. And then Andy Wagner's like, send me a pro skate design and we'll go with it. Uh, he's pushing it through. Like he has no say, but he pushes through. So he's also not responsible if I get no oh. pay. Like this is not what he said, but this is what I felt. What you and mean? Also, as, it was as like he'll pass it on. That's what he's saying. Like for me, like, for a pro skate to happen, it really would have needed Kato to get in touch. Yeah. Tell me, like, because we were in touch before and I met him on Winter Clash as well, had really nice talk. I told him so many opportunities, how he can turn his YouTube channel, his everything into money, not having to work construction. Because, I mean, he still has a YouTube account with 20,000 followers, a huge following from inside the scene. He could do the Julio, like for real. Like Kato is one of those core guys that so many people love, but he has no idea about marketing, about um, speaking in front of camera of nothing. Like, so he followed nothing. But I, I mean, I had good times with Kato, but I'm really super um, disappointed of him because he let go of his responsibility to take care of his company and people working their ass off for this company. And what I needed for ProScape was him to contact me, say, hey, let's work together on a design and monitor, like financially, I can offer this, 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 and let, is this cool or not? Like, and if it, if it was like what was possible, if I felt like the brand is low, but they do what they can, yeah, no yeah. problem, you know? Like I would have worked for P the topic, not speaking about money until the writer feels like he deserves some and then like avoid it or, or you know, like it's, it's very weak in like, it's not even mean, they don't know better. I'm sure Kato doesn't mean that, but it's super weak. And it is really yeah. disappointing the way things have ended very up, especially when Josiah Blee was talking about his pro skate and how he never actually got a penny. That, long, that blew my mind. I mean, he taught me a few things beforehand. But when you interviewed him, like seeing that, like oh, it wasn't me. It was uh, it was wax. The wax toaster guys did it, and and that he said basically, Cato ah, promised him the money, and then said he had to wait till I don't know the end of the financial year, the end of the year, or something, or when it the skates were sold, yes, and yeah. then just never got a penny. And I was like, that is horrible. so shady, so shady. Yeah. The other thing is, for some years there was no pro skates, and the, the quality of the product was so bad that I was like, whoa. Like, I wouldn't even want one of these pro skates. Like, Nias 2, both models had huge issues. Like, I'm sure he had bad feeling selling this. Like, a little bit, like, I mean, was like, fuck, I need my product to be better. Like, I fucked so many of these skates. Like, crazy. I heard... It got a little better afterwards, again. And then right. um, 
like it was almost um okay ish at some point i think the black gray one i felt like okay this is kind of good i remember that i sent feedback to andy and katu and i was like hey i really tested the shit out of this and um solid thank you the first time in four years blah 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 and Andy just responded wow coming from you that means so much because i was tearing everything apart always if there's a fault in the product i'm gonna like tear it down like 100 and i think that's my job you know oh definitely like as a as a writer yeah you're the one abusing them the most so you should be yeah, able and to- trying to improve i want to yeah. say hey this is weak this is weak this needs to be to be better you can't sell 300 euro skate and it's fucked up the two weeks and you can't get replacement like i mean the soul plate for example I was that's the craziest thing ever. When I was on the on the fifth element the first time, I felt like, wow, it could have been so easy for 10 years, you know? Because I skated every trick you've seen me on any rims without a soap plate, basically. Like it was always on the on the metal. The oh, front right, part okay. of the soap plate was all always gone. Like my backside plate would be fucked up and it would stick everywhere, like get stuck everywhere. Yeah. Just so like worn down or like, yeah. Or like crazy, oh, crazy, crazy. So thin, and yeah. I skated uh, with the uh, rotches and I rem- remember there was a, a couple, handful uh, tricks where it was like, wow, I didn't even hesitate to go with my skates because I knew it would slide and everything yeah. was working. And I'm like, what the fuck have I done? Like all these years with like fucked up product. Like they would send me one in a fucking year with one liner, you know, like, and I'm like breaking the liner within one month, there was a hole in the back and I was on, on the plastic. Like it, Gave me a huge bump in the back of my my skate. Uh, That's what I was going to ask. I'm sure someone someone to, I can't remember who it was. And this is a while ago, but someone was skating with you somewhere in Europe, and I'm sure they came back and told me that you had like some kind of growth on your foot or some kind of like like quite like deformity on your foot as a result of skating rims for so long. What was yeah, that? Yeah, I mean that was that. I mean I had a little bit of the sixth toe thing from like the nicking, but I, I never a, a little really bit had of the what. Like there is the saying of the rem's sixth toe, like here, right. a little bump when you go into the top sides. Okay. Yeah, when you're like the old rem's where you stood like this. Yeah. Everybody was like always constantly here, and it, it grew a little bit, but not much. What my problem was that it was I'm downsizing on the rem's. It was always a little bit tight. That's why I also cut in the front a lot of stuff, and I tightened them really, really bad, and that pushed me to the back, which fucked up the liner, which was bad quality after, I don't know, like when I got on rims, the liners were still cool. Like everybody was like, oh, great liner. And in the end it was really garbage. And um, as long as I can remember skating for, for the brand, I had liners with a huge hole in like here, you know, and then being on plastic for eight months until the next uh, skate comes and I can't afford a liner at that time. Um, you develop like kind of a thing which makes it even smaller in the skate, you know? I'm now uh, one and a half or two years on rotches, it's gone, you know? I have a little bit more space in the skate. I don't have to tighten that much anymore. So it's partly bad product of rims being shitty liner material and also not sending me enough material. On the other side, I'm also downsizing and really going hard on it, you know? so two sides 